Great news for Informed Pregnancy Plus subscribers. Dive into our Core Connection course included with your subscription. Hosted by Natalie Headings, a pre- and postnatal exercise specialist and ACSM certified personal trainer, she's an incredible teacher. This five-video series equips you with essential insights to understand what your pelvic floor and core are, how they work, and how to enhance pelvic floor and core strength and proper function during and after your pregnancy and birth. Learn about pelvic floor basics, key postural adjustments, effective muscle releases, and breathing techniques for a healthier core and floor. Don't wait. Visit informedpregnancy.tv and get started with the invaluable core connection today. Welcome to the Important Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and today we are doing the after story of a photographer, a new mom who just gave birth very recently to her first baby. Back in the pre-birth episode, we talked about her desire for a natural unmedicated home birth, and she enlisted a group of people to help her out, and today she's here to tell her story with the help of her doula, Rochelle Monet and Nina Phelan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank Hi. you. Hi. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Elliot. Nice to be here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So many cool things running through my head. First of all, Rochelle, nobody can see you, but I can. It's my first time seeing you since you gave birth ish that week, and you look different. I do? Totally. I look different? You're wearing I a blue you? bracelet. That's why. You That's look what different. it is. Yeah. It's a yeah. blue bracelet. <laughs> I, I look smaller? It. Yeah, your face didn't look like swelly to me when you were pregnant, but now it's like super chisely. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks. Am I wrong? Am I making sense? Uh, yeah, you make sense. How was the end uh, of your pregnancy? The end of my pregnancy. I was anxious. Do you remember, Nina? I kept calling or texting you. I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling this. Is this what does this mean? Am I in labor yet? So I was anxious because I wanted to meet him, Dakota, my baby. And also, I wanted to not feel so uncomfortable anymore. What kind of discomfort were you feeling at the end? Um, like I would wake up and it would feel like I ran a marathon <laughs> the day before. So I was sore, my legs and my back a little bit. I was just always sore. Like I've been working out every single day and doing crazy, what is it called? Like those Spartacus workouts. <laughs> <laughs> felt like you were doing that or you were working yeah. out every day no I wasn't I couldn't work out it felt like I did so I was really you know I wanted to have him already and I was just anxious to see what he looked like and yeah so I was really anxious okay you were pregnant during the pandemic you gave birth during the pandemic you chose to give birth at home that was your plan why home birth well I wanted to do a home birth after my girlfriend, Chandis. I had a friend, Chandis, who she's had two kids. Well, not three kids. She just had her baby back in September. But she told me all about her home birth. And it just sounded really beautiful and spiritual. And it just seemed more natural rather than a, a hospital birth. And then I watched the documentary, The Business of Giving Birth or The Business of Birth. The business of being born, the Bob. The business of being born, the Bob. Yeah. So after watching that, I was definitely convinced that I wanted a home birth. And then plus we were in the pandemic. So I also didn't want to have to give birth with a mask on and be able to have whoever I want there. Like my fiance and my doula. And then my sister was there and my grandmother was there. Tiny, yeah. So, for you, you know, even when people give birth at home, sometimes they have nobody around them, and sometimes they have, you know, a big cast of characters. You surrounded yourself with a bunch of different people, including uh, Nina. So, let's talk about Nina a little bit. Nina, what's your background? You've been on the podcast before. Yes. 
Yes. Um, I believe I was on the podcast with Shandy, who is Miss USA. Yeah, so it's Miss USA Home Birth, and it was a very cool, beautiful home birth. And I asked Shandy to come talk about how she pulled that off. And she said, I couldn't possibly tell you unless we bring Nina because she made it happen. Mm-hmm. It's one of her more popular episodes. People listen to it and they just get a lot of inspiration from the whole story. But you do a lot of things. You wear a lot of different hats. I do. I do. I'm a prenatal yoga teacher, a doula, uh, hypnobirthing, childbirth education teacher. That's the foundation of the work that I do. You know, mindfulness, meditation. I am currently in midwifery school. So that's super exciting. Yes. Wow. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be a practicing midwife, though. I'm taking, you know, we're in COVID, we're in quarantine. I'm thinking... It's something that I've always wanted to do. And if nothing else, it's going to make me a better doula and educator. So I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. So many things going off in my head, but we can talk about those later. <laughs> but I didn't even realize there was still room on your business card for more little <laughs> letters afterwards. You're going to have to get one of those eight and a half by 11 business cards. Totally. So, Rochelle, when you got together and hired Nina, were there specific elements in there and that big toolbox that you were looking for? You know, honestly, I didn't really know much about having a doula. It was always like the midwife. But then my friend Chandis told me like, you have to have a doula because her first birth, she didn't have a doula. And her second birth, she had a doula. And so she told me the second time around, it was just like night and day, like just the difference of having a doula. So then I actually found Nina on Yelp. How crazy is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I just started to read all the reviews and she had great reviews and I called her and I liked her. We talked and as you can tell, like she's so warm and charming and just Mm -hmm. amazing. And yeah, I knew right away. I was like, that's my doula. I want her at my birth. Yeah. I mean, everybody could use a little Nina in their life. Yeah. Nina's awesome. (laughs) We love you, Nina. (laughs) I love you both too. Oh, this is getting out of control. (laughs) (laughs) It's a love fest. I've totally lost control. (laughs) Okay. And then you had other people on your team too. Mm -hmm. You had a midwife. And did you find your midwife on Yelp? No, I actually, Nina. Yeah. And she also gave me you. Oh, well, you gave me one. I come with the team. Here we go. Yeah, she does. What else do you need? Do you have anybody good for carburetors? Okay. So (laughs) you seem to know everybody. So you have your midwife and your midwife assistant. Mm -hmm. And And then Carson. Carson was there as well. You know, what's kind of cool is, you know, you're one of those houses where it's like no shoes in the house, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So, you know, you just know it's a big cast of characters when you walk in and the welcome mat is overwhelmed with all sorts of different sizes and shapes (laughs) of shoes and styles. I hope she got a picture of that. That would just told the whole story for me. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if she did. I don't think she did. Well, we could reset that. That's no problem. Yeah. (laughs) How did you guys work together to prepare for birth, mind, and body? So, first, she had me read the hypnobirthing book. So, I read the book. And then we had meetings. Like, she'd come over and we'd have tea and we'd do all our exercises and talk. We did a lot of talking mm-hmm. and just getting to know each other. And then she was just so wonderful with explaining to me how everything was going to go down because in the hypnobirthing book, it makes you believe that you're going to have this super like painless or just like it's going to be painless and you're going to just let your body do the birthing. Well, that was the idea I was getting. So she had to like bring me back down. She's like, no, you know, there's still going to be some discomfort, you know, but like she just explained to me how there's going to still be some pain. It's not going to be painless, but it's going to be a lot easier, you know, with the tools that we have. So these tools that we use were like affirmations, breathing techniques, um, basically just zoning into your body and just being in the moment and not allowing yourself to go off into like this crazy, like out of control, like you don't know what's going to happen, like fear, 
are you kind of a meditator beforehand? Meditation being self-hypnosis, are you kind of a meditator? Yes, actually. I love doing yoga and I love to meditate and it helps. (laughs) It helps me because I can be very like stressed out. And when I'm stressed out, I feel like I lose focus of myself and like my goals and everything. So meditation definitely helps me. But the kind of meditation that she was sending me were more like the kidno birth, like where I was falling asleep to it and just like allowing myself to like go into a different world. So it's a different kind of meditation. The meditation I do is more just with like breathing and just trying to like quiet my mind. Yeah. It's kind of funny when you're stressed out, it still kind of seems mellow. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe to you, but to yeah, me. Yeah, to me on the outside. No. <laughs> like your energy is always really high and interesting, but your stress doesn't come through as like, oh, I'm so stressed out. It just comes through as like interestingly fun. Aw, thanks. Yeah, I wish it came off that way to myself, but it doesn't. Yeah. We're always our worst critics, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Mean, always. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that was the plan. It sounds like a great plan. Sounds like you had some really good tools and good preparation to get ready for it. There's no test run. You don't get to do a trial. You just get to do it when it happens. So we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and find out how your labor and delivery started out. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Rochelle Monet and Dula Nina Phelan. All right, how does this party get started? I mean, were there false alarms? Were there like, maybe this is it, maybe this isn't it? Or was it like, boom? So it started early in the morning for me. It wasn't active labor, but it was the preactive labor, the practice labor. It's crazy. I don't know. I guess it's just because I got nauseous and then I got a little bit of diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nobody gets and, that in labor yeah, so. no and, and I was like cramping and I was like okay this is probably it and I was getting excited and so I rested I slept until 1 p.m and then I woke up and then I think I texted you and Abby right away and I was like I think I might be in labor I'm not sure and then you guys asked me a few questions And then throughout the day, I was like cleaning up everything. I was getting everything ready. And then right at 8.21 p.m., I had my first really intense surge contraction. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely in labor. This is labor. So then we all went to my fiance and my sister. We went to Trader Joe's to go like stock up on some snacks and stuff. And then we came back and then I wrote down my affirmation so I can like have them there. Where are you in relation to your due date at this point? So I was one day past my due date. Yeah. What kind of affirmations did you have? Um, So one of the affirmations that I had was, this isn't more than me, this is me. And then another affirmation was I can do anything for one minute. And I'm a warrior goddess (laughs) yes I I wrote these down and then I was gonna go rest well try to rest but then 
they were just too strong. I don't know. I feel like they were sporadic. They were coming like four minutes, five minutes. I don't know. They were very spaced out and then they would come close together. And so I'd have to like walk around and then go sit on the toilet. And then they started to come back to back. And then that's when I was like, okay, babe, I need you to call Nina right now because this is really intense. Like, I think that it's time for her to come. So then he calls Nina and then Nina is so sweet. She's like, well, let me hear what she sounds like. And then he puts me on speaker and I'm just holding onto the wall. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think you have to come. And then she told me just to get in the shower and then, you know, she'll be there in 30 minutes to take a shower to get into the bath. So I did both. I took a shower for a little bit and then I got into the bath and then she got there and she's just magic. As soon as she got there, you know, it's so sweet. Do you remember what time that is? No. I looked at my text uh, before we got on and it was about 4 a.m. Oh, 4 a.m. Okay. Yeah. And I texted you too. Yes. Oh, early in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, he said he was going to sleep, but he was going to sleep by his phone. I was sleeping with one eye open for you. What (laughs) happened? Did I miss the text until morning? I think what happened was you went to the office at 5 a.m. that day. And somehow you just missed it. And then a few hours later, you're like, I'm already at the office. It was 6 a.m. And you're like, I'm at the office. And we're like, what? (laughs) It's so early. (laughs) It's crazy. I I do office from 6 to 6, so... Birth is wow. usually the other six to six. Yeah. And somewhere in there, a sandwich that Hootie makes me. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's 4 a.m. And it's because you made it kind of seem like, oh, yeah, it was 821 p.m. And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, I was like, Nina. Oh. But it wasn't. <laughs> During that time, were those different things? Did they help you feel more relaxed and in control? Like you sitting on the toilet or getting in the shower? Yeah, the toilet really helped. There's something about the toilet. And then the shower was great. But the tub, that was the jam. (laughs) Yeah, because I started having my surges back to back. Like, I don't remember like how many minutes in between, but it was like a couple minutes and then I would have another one. And it was really intense because it was in my back too. I was having like labor pains in my back. So then once I got into the tub, it started to space out to like six minutes, I think, like around Mm -hmm. six to seven minutes. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Because can you imagine like back to back to back and then at least being able to have like finally get a six minute break? Yeah. It was intense. You were having a lot of back labor. The baby was ROA. So that means like baby wasn't in the optimal position. So Rochelle was just feeling it all in her back and the body was working so hard to move the baby. And so she wasn't getting a break. And I remember the moment like when you were in the tub and I just saw your whole body just literally exhale. And it was the break that you needed so much. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a bath girl in general? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So that was a helpful tool for you. That's actually where I would do my rainbow relaxation Mm -hmm. exercises was in the bath. Amazing. So you had some conditioning. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like a little Pavlovian conditioning there. Similar with the toilet, I think, is when you sit on the toilet, everything just kind of is used to opening up Mm -hmm. and relaxing in that neighborhood. Did your diarrhea clear up? <laughs> That's actually funny. So, yeah, eventually it did, but I remember when it was happening, I was like, how am I supposed to have a water birth? Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like I'm like going to be floating in crap, but then yeah. um yeah, it clears up. Oh, just in the nick yeah. of time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, from that time like 4 a.m., you're getting a little bit of a break, but still kind of intense labor and still in your back. So, how yeah. do things progress from there? Well, were you already in days at that point or? Yeah, I feel like it was just all like a blur. So I know Nina eventually was like, okay, we should get out of the bath and like, let's walk around and like, let's go up and down the stairs. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. What was that recommendation for? To help reposition the baby. So at that point, she had gotten some rest, which was beautiful. But every time she was having a surge, a contraction, she was still feeling it really intensely in her back. So, you know, to help reposition the baby, to create some pelvic mobility, getting her out of the tub. I had prepped Rochelle for months. Every time I would come to her house, she has this big staircase. And I say, see those stairs? (laughs) 
<laughs> I love stairs and burn. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. But man, it's hard walking up and down those stairs when you're in labor. But it's one of my favorite things to do because it can really open things up and bring the baby down in that optimal mm-hmm. position. So we did a lot of that. Was Abby the midwife there already at this point? Not no. yet. No, 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 she wasn't. So the stairs, I remember when you told me, I was like, oh, okay, that'll be easy. No problem. I got this. And then when time came, I'm like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) here it goes. Not easy. Not easy at all. Not easy at all. You're amazing. You're a rock star because I know how hard that was. I know. And you did it. And you did it. I kind of wonder for you, was time a thing? Were you aware of the time? No, No. just kind of a blur. Not at all. Yeah. I think I lost track of time. Like, as soon as I was in the tub and then Nina was there and then all of a sudden like the searches were so strong and I didn't care anything about anything only just like trying to like remember all my tools and just like get through each one mm-hmm. what happened next after the walking around so I Up got back in the, the tub oh you went back yeah. to the tub you're happy place <laughs> I was like okay we did this. Let's go back. Because then it started to go back to back again. Well, wait, wait, wait. No, we didn't get back into the tub. We Then we were trying to do things to position, right? Mm-hmm. Like we did the scarf thing. The rebozo. Yeah. Okay. We did that. That was a little intense. Yeah, that was very <laughs> intense. And again, you know, just to help reposition the babies to give you some relief. So we did some rebozos. Were you off the uh, edge of the bed, like down on your forearm? We were on the bed and on all fours and just, yeah. Shifting away. She shifting was away. shimming away on my thumb yeah, yeah, shimmy, shimmy. It looks easy now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. <sighs> Brace yourself, for sure. Then back in the tub. Yeah. And then we yes. went back into the tub, right? You earned it. With all yeah. the stairs and the shimmy. Yes. Yeah. Totally. That was, that was amazing. Did you get and the then, sense that you were making progress? I felt like. The baby was shifting. I don't think so. Cause I just felt they were still like back to back when I was out. And then the only time I had actual comfort was when I was in the tub. And then it's funny because we were waiting for Abby, my midwife to get there. And I was like, I can't wait till she gets here because then I thought she had a trick up her sleeve where she would be able to like magically move the baby. So I wouldn't feel any more pain like that. Mm. Yeah. But then when she Fake got news. there, yeah. Fake news. <laughs> when, well, when she got there, how far along was I already? I don't remember, to be honest with you. But can I backtrack just a little bit? Because yeah. right before she got there was, Rochelle, one of the most incredible moments that I have ever been witness to Aww. in my life. So, you know, labor was hard. She was having a lot of back labor and she's in the tub and Jamie, her fiance is there and he was so present and attentive and her sister was there and I was there and Rochelle's trying to find the rhythm and the comfort and she's made this noise just like this, oh, and then I just took off with that and did an ohm. And then Jamie started doing the ohm. And all of a sudden, all of us in the room, Rochelle is in the tub and every wave, every surge that she had, it was like all of us in unison. I feel, I know this sounds cheesy, but I felt like we were in this portal, in this beautiful portal. And that's really when time stood still. It was incredible. And I think we were doing that for over an hour. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, it yeah, we sounds incredible. And, you know, I was thinking about you from six to six. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, I wonder how she's doing. I hope the baby's out by now. I did not picture the portal. But, Nina, do you keep track of how many births you've attended? Yeah. You know, roughly where you're at? I'm, I'm probably around 300. Okay. So, yeah. to be at 300 births as a doula, not like a doctor that comes in the last, you know, half hour, as a doula. Mm-hmm. And to be there for hours on end at 300 births or so, and to really still have a moment like that that strikes you as so powerful and so moving, it just must have been incredible. Must I mean, when incredible. I think about it, it just took my breath. It still takes my breath away. It was so beautiful. And it wasn't necessarily the oming, but it was 
the love that was there. I mean, it was together. Yeah. Words can't yeah. even describe those moments. All right. Another character in your cast was your photographer, Carson Meyer, who's also a doula. Uh, was she already there at this point, catching all these? No? Yes? No? No, not <sighs> that point. No. No. She missed the only. Yeah. So Nina kept asking me, should we have Carson come? And I was like, I remember just thinking in that moment, like, why did I want a photographer or videographer? <laughs> I don't want this recorded. But then I was like, okay. And then I, I think like for a while I was like, not yet, not yet. And then finally we're like, okay, we should probably get her here. I think that was when Abby finally got mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Oh, it's so like, okay, call around the same time. And then also Johanna, your assistant. Yeah. Johanna, the assistant. She was amazing as well. It sounds but like yeah. Gilligan's Island. <laughs> and his wife. <laughs> yeah okay so the midwife and her assistant and the photographer who you're not sure why she's coming and yeah. do you remember roughly what time that is either of you i want to say probably around three in the afternoon okay so just about 12 hours after you got there nina yeah all right this is starting to heat up Lots more people are showing up. The welcome mat is filling up with all sorts of shoes. <laughs> Let's take a little break and we'll come back and find out the rest of the story. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. Things are heating up at Rochelle's birth. Okay, people show up. So when Abby, the midwife, comes without the trick up her sleeves, does she sort of try to gauge where you are in the process? Yes. So she gets there, they check me, and I think I was like already eight or nine centimeters. Mm -hmm. I was wow. already yes. they were like, oh, wow. I think that's why there was no tricks. They were like, oh, let's You're get there. the tub. Yeah. You were there. Yes. <laughs> I was already there. So... And then when they told me that, I was like, wait, does this mean I'm going to make the back labor stop? Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it was okay. I mean, but then at the same time, I was excited because then we we're getting the tub ready, the big tub, the birthing tub, ready to put me in. So then that just meant that I was getting closer to my little baby. <laughs> yeah. So how did things go once you got in there? I mean, were you concerned? Were you guys concerned that she was still having back labor? If she was progressing to eight centimeters, does that take away some of that concern? Was I concerned? I don't know. I, I feel like I was more concerned about like the pain level. Like I said before, I was waiting for the back labor to go away and just to have like regular labor pains. So, I mean, that would be concerned, right? Like concerned well, that I, I wasn't going to go... Not even so much what? you. I was just wondering if, like, your team, your doula, and your midwife and your oh. midwife assistant and your okay. doula was taking pictures. If yeah. all of you were concerned that um, she was still having back labor, the baby's probably still sitting posterior, or does mm -hmm. some of that concern go away when her cervix is progressing so well? Yeah, I think it would have been different if, you know, she was four centimeters even five centimeters, you know, but the fact that I believe she was close to nine centimeters, that she was just at the, the tail end of the journey. And so, you know, that gives us like more fuel to help motivate Rochelle and to help you just anchor in. You're almost there. You're almost yeah. there. So, so for sure, I think that helped knowing at that time, because, you know, like at a home birth, there's times where a midwife doesn't check at all, check dilation, but then sometimes I think it is important to have that gauge. And this was one of those times that it did help for us to understand where you were in labor. Yeah. I mean, I remember I truly was thinking about you all day, thinking how things are going. And I assumed actually around that time, 4-ish PM, that you probably were just snuggling up with your beautiful already born baby. I think someone sent an update saying, yeah, she's like already nine centimeters. And I was like, okay, great. This is almost there the finish line is in sight you know which is great i was like okay honey i'll be home right on time for dinner and, uh, <laughs> and then i don't even know why i just checked in again on the way out just to make sure everything was cool and then my message was maybe stop by the house <laughs> your baby still wasn't out so that means you went at least a few hours still at uh, nine centimeters or ten yeah what was happening during that time I think Abby said I was dilated at 
10 centimeters for six hours. <laughs> and then, yeah. So we had to get me out of the tub, my favorite place, to do some more walking. And they were more intense, the surges. So when I got out of the tub, I don't remember if we started walking or if we got out of the tub and went straight to the bathroom. Um, we did a little bit of both. We were walking, I remember, through the hallway, and then we went to the restroom so you could sit on mm-hmm. the toilet. But that was just to help bring the baby down as well. Because even yeah. though you were 10 centimeters, it was to help bring him down into position. Yeah. Right. And the walking just down the hall was probably the longest walk of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait, I can't move. Having another one. And then, oh my gosh. And then when Nina, she started to grab, like basically put the pressure on my hips, which felt so good. It was like relieved the pressure that I was feeling the intense surges, the like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain the feeling I was feeling. It was just really intense. It felt like my bones were moving. That's what it felt like, which nobody saw me do that, but I pulled my hands apart, (laughs) made a face. It's Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was the longest walk. And then I remember when we'd get onto the toilet, Mm. gosh. And then when you guys wanted me to get off the toilet, like it literally would take me like 10 minutes to get off the toilet. Cause every time I would move, I would have another surge and then I'd have to stop and get back on the toilet. So finally I had to like move through the surges. Like I couldn't just like stop and like, you know, Mm -hmm. be in the surge. I'm like, okay, I have to get up and I have to move. And like every time I got out of the water, it was like back to back. Like it was crazy. Very intense. Yeah. When did you start pushing? So before they put me in the water, the birthing tub, Johanna was telling me about the pain that I'm feeling, like the surge, that you want to push against that. Like you want to push through that. And then I was like, wait, what do you mean? And then finally it like clicked. Like she's like, once you push through that, on the other side, like when the, like you're pushing through that, then that pain will go away. Mm-hmm. So then I think they put me on my floors, like my hands and knees mm-hmm. before getting into the tub to do some pushing, right? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, no, Just you're for- right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because then I remember being like, wait, I want to have the baby in the birthing tub. They're like, yeah, you will. We just, let's push out here first. And I was like, okay. So then I do it and I'm trying to push against the, surge against the pain and then I think finally I was like just put me in the tub and then they put me in the tub and then when I was in the birthing tub I understood it it clicked I was like oh that's what was happening and then I felt him coming out like I felt him crowning through the amniotic sac so then I got super excited I was like okay this is happening so then I started to push even harder and then the water broke like the sack broke. And then it was so funny because I started to look, I was like, wait, I thought he came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I pushed him out. And then I remember looking for him like, wait, where is he? And they're like, oh, he went back in. So your water just broke. Anyways, that was a moment. I was like, oh, okay, so we have to go through pushing again. And then um, once that, that was a happened, moment, that was a moment because I remember you thought he was born because you put your hands yeah. down and you're like, where is he? <laughs> where <laughs> where is he I was like, what happened? Yeah. Like, oh, he got sucked back in. And I'm like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> that means uh... I have to keep pushing. I thought I was so close. So then after that, this is when it started to get really tricky. <sighs> um, I don't know, like when that happened. Did he go back in and then like change positions, do you think? I don't know exactly, but I feel like that he was in that position for a long time. So his head was a little cockeyed. So that's part of the reason we were having the back-to-back surges and and the back labor. And even though when your water broke, I have a picture of it. Remember I sent you a picture? It's like a bubble of the amniotic sac. You could see the sac and then his head is right in there. Yeah, because I felt his head. The sack broke, and for whatever reason, he did come back up, but I think his head was always in that position. Again, I don't know for sure, but I think it was. Okay. So, yeah, after he came back up, 
then, you know, I had to continue to push. But at that point, it felt like I was pushing up against a wall. Like the whole thing changed. Like the pushing, like before that, like I was able to push through the surge. But then after that, like I literally could not push through that surge. I could not get past that point. And then I don't know, I don't know how many hours I was pushing in the tub. I mean, was it hours that I was pushing in the tub and I kept pushing? So then finally I was just exhausted. I started to feel like I was pushing through a wall and like I couldn't get past the point where like I could feel his head coming out or crowning. And I was exhausted. Like I remember just pushing and pushing and pushing. And then finally I was like, I need a break. Because yeah. at that point I wasn't pushing as hard as I was pushing before. I lost the like power. I lost my strength. So I needed to rest. And I remember laying on the edge of the tub, just resting and then wanting to just take a nap, but not able to take a nap because there was another surge. And I'm like, oh, okay, here it goes again. And then like going back to like, once it was over, I would like be falling asleep and then I would have another surge. Mm-hmm. So finally, Johanna was like, okay, we have to get you out of this tub. And I was like, I did not want to get out of the tub. I was like, no, please, I can't get out of this tub. And then finally, I got out of the tub. I did it, guys. I did it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was so hard. Yeah. And they tried to make me walk again, right? It was with you, Nina. Were yes. you? Yeah. They were walking me down the hall. I couldn't even make it. I couldn't even make it down all the way to the nursery. Mm-hmm. So um, we had to turn around and we had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then I was in the bathroom for a while. And then finally, Johanna's like, okay, well, let's take you to the bed, Johanna and Abby. And then they wanted me to give birth on the bed, which was really sad to me because I wanted to have a water birth. It was, it was definitely disappointing. Well, well, at that point too, it was to help you feel more and to feel mm-hmm. grounded to get the baby at a certain point. And then what the plan was, though, once the baby was at a certain point, we were all going to bring you back into the tub so you could have the water birth. That was the plan. That was the plan. Yeah. Okay. What happened after that? So I finally get on the bed and then couldn't lay on my back. Then I laid on my side because then they're like, okay, then just lay on your side. Because there was too much like pressure on my back to lay there. I think he was right there, like right, like on my he back. Was. That's probably why I couldn't lay on him. So then I don't know what Johanna was doing, but she was down there and <laughs> she had her like every time I would have a surge, she would like put her fingers in me and like do like I don't know where she was like the pressure somewhere, but it worked. It made me push mm-hmm. harder because whenever she wasn't there. And I was trying to push on my own. I couldn't push as hard with her there, like putting pressure down there. So it was crazy. I kept pushing. And then every surge, they're like, okay, you're getting a little bit closer. You're getting a little bit closer. And then I remember, I I don't even know, or like maybe the 10th one, or I was just like, is he almost crowning? Like, is he crowning yet? And they're like, no, not yet. And I was like, oh my gosh. And in that moment, I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to get this baby out. Like, I don't know how I'm going to push him out. Like, I don't have the strength anymore. I'm so exhausted Mm -hmm. at this point. I can't muster up like the super power strength. It it was just so hard. Once in a while, a birth is just unpredictable and interesting. And you want to hear the whole story, but the end of the podcast comes. So we take an extra break. (laughs) (laughs) And we just come back and have another segment, which is what we're going to do right now. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to the bonus segment of the Informed Pregnancy (laughs) Podcast. We're talking to Rochelle and Nina. And, you know, it's kind of crazy because, again, you were, you've been at 10 centimeters for hours. You pushed and you felt the baby's head coming out. And then the baby's head disappeared. And now you're just sitting in the bed and pushing and pushing and pushing with all your might. And it sounds like you're not making all that much progress. 
yeah, I didn't feel like I was making much progress and I was exhausted at that point. Mm -hmm. So then we moved me to the toilet again, which then like Abby, my midwife, she's like, okay, so, you know, like they left me alone. They're like, whenever you have your surge, push. And I was like, okay. So when they left me alone, I did not push. I was like <laughs> falling asleep on the toilet. I was like, I can't push anymore. And I think my sister was in the bathroom with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember just telling her, I was like, I might have to go to the hospital and have a cesarean. Like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get him out like this way. Like, I wish I could just take a nap, <laughs> like be able to like take a solid four hour nap or like even an hour nap just to like regain my energy and my strength. But, you know, that's not possible when you're having the surges back to back to back. So then finally, Abby comes in and she asks me, she's like, have you been pushing? And I'm like, a little bit. <laughs> it's like, a little <laughs> Not so much. No. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to check you. And then so she checks me. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, I'll, I'll be right back. She leaves the room. She leaves the bathroom for a second. Jamie comes in. He's like checking in on me. And then she comes back and she's like, okay, we have to get you off the toilet. We have to get you back on the bed. And I was just like, okay. Because it took a lot to just move from one place to another. So then I moved myself to the room to the bed. But that's when we called Jamie. Jamie called you because Jamie was concerned at this point too, as well. So we contacted you, Elliot, to see, are you around? Do you want to stop by? Got anything to do? And so he was on his way. Elliot was on his way. And then they let me know that they had called you and that you're on the way. And I was, okay, thank God. Maybe he can move the baby and help me out here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe you have some tricks up your sleeve. So then I'm sitting there, I'm having the surges and then Nina's behind me. She's like doing her magic with her hands Mm -hmm. and like putting the, you know, pressure on my hips and trying to help relieve the pain. And then Abby's explaining, you know, that like she's been actively pushing longer than they like. And she was afraid that, you know, I was going to be burnt out and not be able to do it anymore, which I kind of was already there. So they had two different options. One option was to transfer me to the hospital. And then Abby has a midwife acquaintance there or friend who could take over. And there, you know, maybe they would be able to perform a vacuum or a cesarean, or we can call Dr. Fishbein, who does home births as well. And he could come over to the house and we can do a vacuum at the house. And so we picked Dr. Fishbein. There was no way I could be transferred to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And then you showed up, Elliot, which was awesome. It was like, my side, I was like, yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you started to right. I think this is the yeah. right order I feel yeah. like this is the right order like I think maybe I went to the restroom and then you showed up and then I came out and then you know you started to do your magic your massaging and everything and yeah I was just so exhausted and I remember like every time I would have a surge even like putting like the pressure on my hips that started to be in too intense Mm-hmm. So I was kind of, I was just like, okay, let's get this, like, where's this doctor at? I can't wait for this whole thing to be over with. Like, I can't do this pain anymore. Dr. Sue got there pretty quickly too. Yeah, he yeah. was there fast, yeah. really fast. Yeah. I still remember he walked in the room and he like, without skipping a beat, he walks in, hi, you know, I'm Dr. Sue. Oh, there's a lot of people in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I had a whole party. <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. Okay. So then Dr. Berlin's like doing his magic, massaging me. It feels good. But then whenever I'd have a surge, I don't know if there was like any way to get rid of that pain. Um, so finally he gets there, Dr. Fishbein. And then I went to the restroom. I had to go to the restroom after that. And then he gets there. And then I remember talking to my godmother's son, who's like my brother on the phone just telling him what's going on. And we did some praying and stuff. 
And then Dr. Fishbein got there and then I met him. He was like, okay, so we're going to have to sit you down and we're going to have to see if we can perform the vacuum. And I was like, wait, there might be a possibility that we can't do this. So they sit me down. Well, I sit myself down, but I did not want to sit down because it was very painful. And then he checks and we were able to perform it. So then he was like, okay, we could do this. (laughs) Then this part is really crazy. So the vacuum is like a suction cup that he has to put on the baby's head. And since the baby's not crowning, he had to like put it inside of me and then suction it on his head. And that was really painful. That was really crazy. And then he told me, okay, so I'm going to be pulling and you're going to be pushing at the same time. And I was like, wait, I have to still push. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I don't have any power to push. And then he's like, you also have to put your legs back. Mm -hmm. And I was having the hardest time putting my legs back. It was just like my body. exhausted. Oh my gosh. You were so tired. I was so tired. So then I put my legs back. I think, were you holding my legs too? I think I was behind you. I was holding your head and your shoulders. Yeah. Okay. I had one leg. Yes. And then I I don't remember who was on the other side. I think Jamie did. Probably Jamie, yeah. Okay. So my legs were held back because I kept like pushing them forward. And then we started, we started to do a surge came on. And so I start pushing, he starts pulling and then he pushes down, he pushes down on my stomach. And I literally thought I was going to pass out. I was like, Oh my gosh. And I think I even yelled at him. I was like, stop doing that. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And then he's pulling and then he's pulling. And then the suction cup pops off. Yes. And then there's blood that like splashes everywhere, like goes everywhere. And in that moment, I thought my baby was dead. Like I thought maybe like his head was ripped off or I don't know. It was just so intense. It was a scary Um, moment. It was so scary. And then everyone's like, no, don't worry. Don't worry. It's not the baby. It was just you. The baby's okay. And then they checked the heartbeat. The heartbeat dropped, obviously. So I think because he was further down, right? Mm-hmm. So then we had to do it another time. And then Dr. Fishbein told me, if we don't get him out this surge, then we're going to have to cut you down there. And so I was like, oh, gosh, I definitely don't want to be cut down there. So this is when I like tried to muster up more strength and power. And then I think, I, I don't know if you were telling me like, you're a warrior, you're a warrior yeah. goddess. You've got this, you can do this. And so then put it back on and then we start the process over pulling and pushing and pushing down on the stomach. And I don't know what else he was doing on my butt, something. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? What's going on? so much going on <laughs> and then I'm pushing and I'm pushing I'm like okay I can't do this and they're like yes you can yes you can you can do this keep going and then like keep pulling like I keep pushing he keeps pulling and then all of a sudden I see my baby's coming out and then I don't even know like I just started pushing even harder because like I saw him pulling him like with his head and I was like oh my god help more like because I didn't want him to like you know it looked painful and he finally came out and then they put him on my chest and it's so crazy how like all of that pain that you're in and then when he's out and he's on you and then the pain is gone like mm-hmm. magic it's wild because then it was just like a switch flipped and I was exhausted but I had my baby and he was in my arms and he was alive and then yeah it was beautiful. And I remember during my birth, I told Jamie, I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is the only child we're having. <laughs> I'm never going to, this is, don't ask me for another kid because this is it. And then afterwards, I mean, not right afterwards, but <laughs> after like a few days later or whatever, I'm like looking at my baby and I'm just like, wow, I can definitely do this again. And I would definitely do it all the same way. I would do a home birth hands down again. And it was a journey. And 
Carson, she got it all on video and she got the pictures and I'm so happy I hired her to do that because she actually just sent me the video yesterday and I watched it like five times already. Uh, It just brings tears to my eyes and it's so beautiful. And it was very intense, but it was so worth it. it. It was worth it because I have something so beautiful. And then like right afterwards, you don't feel the pain anymore. The pain is gone. And it was just like a memory of pain. Like, I don't even remember exactly what the pain felt like. I just remember like how intense it was. Wow. First of all, a couple of things that were memorable for me from your birth is uh, you have, I think, one of the best soundtracks ever listened to. The music at your birth was kind of incredible. Thank you. A lot of songs I've never heard before. I don't know where you pulled them out of, but it set an amazing kind of scene, a background. Number two, there was one of those moments where you just screamed out, I can't do this. And because you have so many people in the room who are doulas, even though they weren't, you know, you had a doula being your doula, but your photographer was a doula and your midwife and your midwife assistant. I was there like all of a sudden as a chorus, like this beautiful chorus was like, yes, you can. (laughs) It's so cool to see that. Yeah. And you responded to it. And then also... That moment never gets old where the baby comes out and the whole struggle is triumphant and you just, you, you know, oh, you, could see, yeah, you could see all that pain go away and just pure love come exploding out of you. And it's really beautiful in general. In your case, you, you know, you're so expressive, even more so. And um, the last piece for me was you're just fun in the way you say everything and do everything and your expressions are <laughs> wholesome and i mean just like unfiltered uh, sort of and you know after dr fishbein was pushing all sorts of different areas the one time you were like i this is a weird sensation in my buttholio and i was like oh yeah and nina even said it she's like oh there's our girl she's back buttholio <laughs> i remember that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just watching you come back to your full consciousness was kind yeah. of um... magic. I mean, it was definitely something, you know, you can't really explain, but it was just so beautiful. Like, you know, like it's like you're in this war. You're in this war, right? You're like, you're like, okay, I have to do this and it hurts. And then finally, like, you like triumph and you get him out and he's there. And then all of a sudden, like, it's just oxytocin and love and, it was worth it. It was completely worth it. Like all the pain that I felt was worth having that moment of having him in my arms and like seeing him and being able to be a mom and, and then latch him on. And, you know, it was, it was beautiful. And I definitely think the pain and the struggle made that moment even more magic. Like, wow, I did it. Like, yeah, he's here. <laughs> I conquered. <laughs> Goddess warrior energy. That's what you had through your labor. And my gosh, like what a soul's journey, right? Yeah. Two things. If I remember correctly, with all of that intensity, did you not even tear? I didn't. I did not tear. <laughs> no tear. You're like made out of no Kevlar. T- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much going on. Maybe it was because I was dilated. Or I was pushing for so long. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But But thank God I didn't tear. And thank God he did not have to cut me. He didn't didn't have to cut you. And I just, I don't remember the last time I saw a vacuum with no tearing. And I was kind of. Wow. He is good. Amazing. And then the other thing is that, you know, some people, again, have a really small team of people around them. Some people have a lot of people around them. You had a lot. And it felt like everybody was a puzzle piece mm-hmm. in a puzzle that was complete for you. But did it feel that way to you? Yeah, it, it definitely did. Everybody played a different part. Nina, her energy there was amazing. She was there almost like the whole entire time. Incredible. You were there the longest. It's insane. It's crazy. And then like Abby and Johanna, like they were the ones who were like, okay, Rochelle, I probably would still be in the bathtub right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't move, guys. But, you know, they were the ones who had to, like, crack the whip and be like, all right, let's get this going. Uh-huh. And then Johanna with the, I don't know what she was doing down there <laughs> with her, like, magic, like, fingers making me push harder. And then Carson, like, so lovely, like, 
just there and then like getting it all and then also giving me her sweet words of wisdom and then trying to soothe me and then my sister and it, it was just beautiful and then even like my godmother with the praying at the end like that whole thing was amazing like we forgot that part in there like there was like a beautiful yoruba yes. prayer on speaker while i was pushing and he was pulling <laughs> yeah. i remember dr stick being like what is that what's going on back there what's <laughs> what's happening and then yeah. jamie was such a supportive. oh my god so supportive and he's just so concerned and it's crazy because jamie he works a lot he's a hard worker and I was actually a little bit like worried, like, okay, is he going to be present during the birth? Because he's always working. He's like 24 seven, like he just works all the time. And he was present a hundred percent and he was comforting and he was just like everything. Like it was just beautiful. My sister and the whole support team and then you coming and massaging me and also adjusting Dakota. Cause you know, that was a very yeah. traumatic entrance so having you there to check to make sure he's okay was definitely like huge weight off my shoulders dr fishbein was amazing he was great i remember jamie got a little white like a ghost uh, oh yeah during, during that big finish there with the vacuum and then dr stooges went in the bathroom gave him a big hug and you know yeah. he still talks know, about that mazel tov and uh, just was yeah. like okay great you know you can see the color come back into him yeah uh, he still talks about that because he thought that the baby came out and he thought that the baby was dead because yeah. he never watched the birth videos with me so he didn't realize that the babies come out white like they don't have blood in their bodies yet because all the blood is in the placenta so he thought the baby came out like he wasn't alive and there was yeah, that but... one moment right when the vacuum slipped off and liquid yeah. went flying everywhere and of the red <laughs> nature and it just it was a quentin you know, tarantino film yes yeah, so it was definitely a, a made for a film moment yeah i was just gonna say about tiny uh, rochelle's sister that moment with the blood and she told me afterwards she goes yeah she goes i don't think i'm gonna have kids because after seeing that <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. just like you, change your mind, Rochelle. Tiny will change yeah. your mind, too. Yeah, I think she will. She's young. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much, Rochelle, for sharing your personal story and for waiting for me. It was amazing. So you didn't have to, but I appreciate you waiting for me to get off of work. <laughs> yes, you had to be there. You couldn't have missed it. <laughs> I'm hanging out with you. And in the end, it was like exactly 24 hours or something like that. Yeah. So... That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So active labor started at 8.21 p.m. And then I had him at 8.21 p.m. So the next crazy. night. You are so crazy. Yeah. You're a goddess warrior, cuckoo nut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nina, thanks for sharing your magic here. As always, I always learn something when I'm around you. And, you know, you're definitely like a, a little bit of a wizard. And all the experience that you have there's nothing and again i think people don't realize like you were there for 13 hours and i know sometimes you're there for 20 30 hours and how you do that i really don't know i did it for one year and just about collapsed so thank goodness for the right people becoming doulas <laughs> and making childbirth awesome even more awesome but awesome in a supported way I love you guys. It's time to go because this is by far record for the longest podcast we ever had. But <laughs> well worth it. And yeah. then we're going to have to get Ari back to find out her birth story. Yeah. In the not too distant future. And Nina was also Ari's doula. Yeah, that's we're going to do another joint podcast. Oh, cool. we can pin Ari down. All right. Perfect. At home, thanks for listening to the Foreign Pregnancy Podcast. If you have questions or a topic you'd like to suggest or anything like that, visit us at informedpregnancy.com or you can send us an email to info at informedpregnancy.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a whole lot. This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, 
often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash.